Thank you for listening to the weekly messages of New Providence Primitive Baptist Church. To subscribe to our podcast, hear other messages, or learn more about us, please visit nppbc.com. Good to be here tonight. Didn't come to preach. Didn't come not to either. Amen. Amen. I, I can relate to what the brother was saying there earlier. I, the church I was raised in, my uncle was pastored. Well, when I asked the call to preach, you never knew when you walked in the back door if it's going to be your number or not. Yeah. You just say, nephew, you're up. Yeah. And you better stay right and ready. Amen? Yeah. Uh, this is, I believe this is the direction that the Lord has us to go tonight. If you want to turn your Bibles over to a very familiar scripture in the book of Psalms, in the book of Psalms, chapter number 23. Yeah. Psalms 23. Probably one of the most... Quoted scriptures, I guess, in all of the country and maybe around the world. About every art gallery you go into, there'll be a picture. And this uh, Bible verse will be painted in that. And there's uh, all kinds of bookmarks and things of that nature with this particular verse. But there's something at the very end of it I want us to look at. Amen. The Bible says in Psalms 23 and verse number 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters, and he restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me, and thou preparest the table before me. In the presence of mine enemies, thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. You can, Amen. You can sit down. Amen. The, the way the Spirit, I guess, is moving here tonight. Amen. And the way the sister just stood up here and spoke. I believe somebody, amen, is a little bit burdened tonight or maybe even hindered. Amen. You know, we walk in 2023 and we face the same adversary that they had, amen, all the way back in the book of Genesis. When God created this world, amen, and he put two people in the garden, Adam and Eve, amen. The Bible said that there was a, uh, somebody came along, amen, and, and tempted Eve, amen. Who was that? It's the same adversary we got today, amen. It's the same one that every time the church doors are open, he's the most faithful member, amen, in the congregation of the righteous people. How do I know that? Well, the Bible tells me that wherever there's a zeal or a will to do good, evil is always present, amen. There's always somebody sitting around waiting, amen, to try to knock the props out from under you. There's always somebody, amen, wanting to whisper in your ear and cause you to get defeated, amen. But let me tell you something, just like the little girl sung there a while ago, and let me say this, I just love to see young people serving God, amen. I just love to hear young people stand up and testify of God and the goodness of God, amen. But just like the little girl sung there a while ago, there's nothing going to steal my Joy, amen. The Bible said that the Lord give me joy unspeakable and full of glory, amen. And you know the devil, we give him too much credit, amen. We give him way much too credit, amen. You know the devil, the Bible said that he is not an omnipresent being. He can't be everywhere at the same time like God can. Amen. 
just as we're standing here tonight preaching the Word of God on Six Mile Road, amen, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, is in a far country somewhere across the ocean, amen, drawing people, amen, to an altar of repentance. Amen. The Bible said that the devil is working in the high places. Amen. He's working up where where he can do the most damage because the devil needs people to do his job. You know, the devil needs, I like to call them minions. He needs little old minions to run around, amen, and do his job and do his will, amen. And he needs people to be at his beckoning call, amen. I've heard people stand up and say before, when I live for the devil, I live really good for the devil, amen. When I served the devil, I served him really well, amen. But you know, when I got to the point where in my life where I was able to distinguish right from wrong back in 1998, amen, right up on top of this mountain right over here, there's a community called Top of the world community. Amen. And we set up this old green army tent up there that my uncle had bought somewhere. Amen. And we was going to have a week's revival. Amen. And it was just like every other revival I'd ever set in. We was going to go because we had to because daddy made us go. Amen. But I tell you what, that night about Thursday night, amen, the Lord had my attention. Amen. And he had my focus on the man of God. Amen. And that preacher was preaching right down my throat. Amen. There was something taking place on the inside of me. What was that? That was a battle, amen, of that old adversary, amen, and what he was saying was, you don't need to get up and go to the altar, amen, you don't need to get up and go up there, you've been raised in church, amen, your uncle's the pastor of the church, everything, you're a good boy, you don't need to do this, you don't need to do that, amen, but if I would have listened to the devil that night, I would have walked out from under that tent defeated, amen, and walked out of the door in worse shape than I did when I walked in, because I would have had one more opportunity, amen, that the Lord was calling me, and I resisted that, and I denied that opportunity. And you know, that could have been my last one if I'd have said no. You know, these people in hell tonight that exhausted all of their opportunities. Amen? But let me tell you something. I didn't leave that night defeated. And I'm going to tell you something else. Every time I walk in the church doors, it don't matter where it's at. And we preach a lot of places. Amen. But I'm going to tell you, every time I walk in the church door and I'm the preacher or who may be someone that's going to be the preacher or whatnot, I never want to leave in the same shape that I walked in. You know, we're all able to grow a little bit more in the Lord. We're all able to draw up a little bit closer to God. We just come out of that revival over there at the church here just a few, a week or so ago. Amen. I wasn't able to make the last few nights, but every night the Lord was trying to draw people into the altar of repentance. Amen. Trying to save their soul. Amen. And for the ones that was in the church, he was trying to draw people closer to God. The Bible said that we're in the last days. We're in the last days. Hey man, you can read your book and it'll tell you all of what's taking place. If there's ever a time we need to scoot up closer to God, it's now. Because what is going to happen? That old slew foot. Amen. That old adversary. The Bible said he's walking around seeking whom he may devour like a roaring lion, the Bible said. Amen. He's walking to and fro on this earth seeking and looking for people who he may devour. He's trying to steal their joy. He's trying to kill them off spiritually. And then eventually he's wanting to absolutely just destroy their life. Amen. He wants to destroy your body. Amen. I'm going to tell you something tonight. We don't have to leave the same way we walked in. Amen. And look. 
of Psalms and 23. It talks about the shepherd. Amen. How many of you know the Lord is the very high shepherd? Amen. Uh, we got a, you got a shepherd here. His name is Tommy Boring, and he's over this flock of sheep right here. Amen. But the biggest shepherd of them all, the one that's even old brother Tommy, amen, is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the good shepherd, the Bible says. And he said, I shall not want. Amen. I tell you, when the sheep are hungry, he knows how to feed them. When they're thirsty, he knows where to take them to get them some good water. And I looked at some of the uh, the characteristics of a shepherd. Uh, You know, sheep are characterized, amen, as as an animal that's kind of dumb. Don't have a whole lot of sense. And they have to have somebody to follow. (laughs) And if it ain't the right person, they'll follow the wrong one. That's right. And we've got a lot of people today standing behind pulpits all over this world that are trying to lead people in the wrong direction. If they're preaching anything other than Jesus Christ, they're reading you in the wrong direction. If they're preaching any other way to get to heaven other than through and by the blood of Christ, they're teaching you the wrong doctrine or belief. Amen. If they don't tell you you must be born again before you can see the gates of heaven, they're teaching you the wrong way. And it happens every time the church doors are open somewhere in this country. Maybe even in this town, this community right here. But it says he makes me lie down in green pastures. You know, sheep don't like a bunch of rubbish. They're not like goats. They like good, clean eating. Good, clean. Goats will eat either. They'll come in here and eat that fake flour right there. We used to have a bunch of goats. And it's true. They'll eat about anything. Give them a piece of newspaper. You know, we used to go up at Dana's mama's house. They'd go turn around and, and sometimes you just get out of the car, if you just hand them an envelope or something, they'd be fine. They'd run off and eat that envelope, and then they was happy. But as soon as you open the car door, that old goat stick his head in the door, and you'd have to give him something. See, that's the way goats are. But see, sheep don't like that stuff. Sheep walk right off the side of a bluff and not think twice about it because they have no sense of direction. They have to have a shepherd. And he said, he leadeth me beside the still waters. Sheep don't like to drink out of a rough stream of water. They don't like to drink out of a rushing river. And if you'll read anything about the shepherd, what he would do, he would go out into the stream or the creek or wherever they be, and he would take rocks and things like that, and he would build up a little pool of water, and he would make it where the sheep could come down and drink, and they could feel safe. I guess maybe because the water, when it's rough, you can't really see what's under there. That that roughness on the top of the water, you can't really look down. They think there might be danger there. Yeah. So the shepherd would come down and he'd fix them a little pool of water. And they could come down there and they could drink and, and be secure and safe. He restoreth my soul, leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk yep. through the valley yep. of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because thou art with me. The Lord is with me tonight. Amen. And he says this. He said, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. The rod of the shepherd was used to beat off the enemy. Amen. The staff of the shepherd was used to pull the sheep back into safety. You know that old crooked staff that we use in the plays and things like that, that shepherds hook, they would reach down there and snag it around the neck. If it got a little too close to danger, it could reach over there and pull it back in where it needed to be out of harm's way. Amen. Or if the enemy come out of the bushes after the sheep, amen, he would use that rod to go over there and beat the enemy and beat him back or kill him either one, whatever he could do, amen, to keep the sheep safe. Mm -hmm. 
That's what the Good Shepherd does for us every single day. That's what He does for us every single morning. Amen. When we get up and stand up on our own two feet, if the devil wasn't successful during the night, he's going to try again in the morning. Amen. And what the shepherd's going to do, he's going to wake up every single morning with you. Not that he ever sleeps nor slumbers. Amen. But he's going to get up with you. Amen. And he's going to see the devil coming off from far away. Amen. And he's going to catch him off and head him off at the pass. Because he is a good shepherd. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I look at Brother Tommy. That's his job in a nutshell here. It's his job to see the enemy coming and to head him off at the pass. Amen. And not only that, to feed the flock and give them good nourishment and good water to drink. It says this, Thy rod and staff, they comfort me. Now look at what he says in verse number 5. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Who is our enemy? That old devil. He's an enemy to the child of God. He does not want us congregating here tonight. He don't want you talking about Jesus. I tell them boys at the jail all the time, the devil will let you come to church all you want. He'll let you sit on the church pew all you want. He'll let you sing Amazing Grace, How Sweet the Sound, all you want. But when you start talking about that name of Jesus Christ, he don't like that. Amen. The Bible said at the name of Jesus, the devils in hell, they tremble at that name. Amen. God, amen, not to to take anything from God. Amen. But people have made gods all over this world. But there ain't but one God. Amen. Amen. There ain't but one deity. Amen. Or the deity of Jesus Christ, the Father, and the Holy Ghost power of God, yet they're different three, but they're all in one. Amen. Amen. It's kind of like this. Somebody asked me that one time. How can that be? It's kind of like being married to your wife. You're two different people, but you're yet you're one. Amen. You're one how? Because you have took the vow of that marriage. You have agreed. Amen. Under the witness of God himself. Amen. And you are fulfilling the scripture that he ordained marriage to go in that direction. Amen. And when you say I do to that person. Amen. You are trying your best to become one with them. Sometimes that's hard to do. Amen. I know sometimes in some marriages, I, my wife, I love her to death. Amen. We've been married 18 years. Amen. That, I like that. what that boy said over our old uh, uh, Coy said at, at the revival there. That day. We've been married 18 years and she's still my sweetheart. Amen. Fought hard after her. Yeah. And when you get a good one, you need to keep them. Amen. 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 But let me tell you, the devil is always trying to get a foothold in the door. You ever heard that statement, give the devil an inch and he'll be your ruler? You ever heard where the Bible, it ain't really written in the Bible, somebody made this statement once. He said, he'll keep you longer than you want to stay. It'll cost you more than you ever thought about paying. Amen. And at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, he wants to just completely destroy you. That's what he's after. That's exactly what he's after. So let me give you a little bit of warning. The closer you get to God, the harder he's going to fight. Because he does not like that. Hey, we come out of that revival over there. Hey, man, here Brother Tommy's got the sniffles, and I don't know who all's sick. Half the church is missing, I guess, based on what you said from this morning. That's a result, amen, of people getting close to God. The devil's trying his best to wipe out Christ. He does not want it 
in the school, he's already succeeded there. Yep. Amen. We done took the, the Ten Commandments off the courthouse. Why is that? Because the devil won that battle. Yep. Because we let him in. We let him get his foot in the door and we let him stay there for a little while yep. and he has wreaked havoc on everything coming Amen. and going. Amen. Amen. The reason why we're in the shape we're in now is because the church has let down the guards. Amen. The reason why the government's in the shape now is because me and you, amen, have quit, amen, praying to God all the time. Amen. We've, we have let down the guard stands, amen, and we've let the devil just creep in here a little bit at a time, amen, and we get down to the point where he has finally just taken a toehold and he's wreaked havoc over everything we've got. Your family's upside down, amen, your lost people are dying, going to hell, amen, everything's on the line. Why is that? Because we let the devil just get in just for a little bit and then what happens well I I tell like this them boys over at the prison in the jail most of them there because of something crazy silly not everybody that's in prison tonight's because they shot and killed somebody or beat somebody to death or stabbed somebody to death they're there because of something so silly but yet it was so serious that they ended up in a place like prison and they, some of them guys will never see the outside of that wall. And all because they let the devil yep. get a toehold in their life. They let the devil walk in and just have his way in their life. The devil's not welcome at my house. Amen. There's a sign at the front door that says no vacancy. It's never going to say vacancy. The only person that's allowed in my house is Jesus. Amen? And let me tell you something. Just like Joshua said, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And that's the stance that you're going to have to take if you're ever going to win the battle. Amen? You're going to have to say, as for me and my house, no matter what comes and what goes, we are going to serve the Lord. How are we going to do that? Well, verse 5 tells us. He says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of of mine enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil, and my cup runneth over. Let me tell you something. I, I, that when these scriptures come to my mind a few weeks ago, it talks about that table. And I can see the table setting out in front of the, of the people. Everybody's sitting around the table. And here we are. We're all gathered around, and we're feasting on the things of God. Now this table's not meat and potatoes. It's not Taco Bell and Burger King. It, this is things of God. Yeah, yeah. But you know who's always sitting at the table? Yeah. The devil. Yeah. That old enemy is sitting at the That's table. Right. And it may not always be him in person, but when I use the devil as the person there, he's the root of the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's using somebody else, he's the root of the yeah. problem. You can trace... Every divorce, you can replay, you can trace everything that goes wrong in your life all the way back down through time, back into the book of Genesis, and you'll find the problem. You want to know why we're in the shape we're in now? Because the devil was the problem. Amen. We had it made until the devil come along. Amen. And caused Eve to sin. Amen. And then handed that old fruit over to Adam. We had it made. There was no sin in the earth. God himself came down and walked with man in the cool of the day. But as soon as that sin entered in, God had to quit doing what he done. It separated them from God. 
So that enemy, every time that you can find something negative, run that tree back down and you'll find him. You'll find him. But I'm going to tell you something. We don't have to live in defeat. Even though it may look grim, we do not have to live in defeat. Amen. Even though what is coming to pass in our life may be a disaster, we still do not have to live in defeat. The devil himself, amen, would like nothing more. And you know what's amazing to me? Amen, the church people that come in, and I've been guilty. I'm not going to stay here and say that I ain't. But you know what amazes me? The first thing they want to do is quit church. The first thing they want to do is walk away from God. The very one that drove them and pulled them out from under the miry clay. Amen. And set their feet on a solid foundation and establish their going. Give them a purpose in life. That's the first person they want to walk off and leave. It's God. Don't make no sense, does it? The very one that holds their breath of life in the palm of his hand. Amen. The very one that any minute now he could just say, well, it's, it's done. It's over. And we can just fall over dead because God has removed the breath of life from us. He has stopped the heart from beating. I don't come up here today attached to no extension cord. Amen. The heart is beating in my chest because God said that it can still go. And when he's done, it's done. There ain't no, there's another if, ands, or uts about it. You can do CPR all you want. Amen. And if God wants to let you live, he'll let you live. But if he don't, you're done. It's over. But I'm not going to leave this world in defeat. Amen. I will not leave tonight in defeat. I'm going to walk out them doors here in just a little bit. Amen. Satisfied that I have done everything that God would want me to do. I'm going to be satisfied I've said everything you want me to say. Amen. And I hope tonight before it's all said and done, you can leave the door satisfied with what you have done for God tonight. Amen. But he prepares the table. Envision that table sitting here. And at the end of that table, there's that old slewfoot, that old enemy called the devil. Amen. And we're sitting there feasting on the things of God. Amen. Do you know that when we are in the battles and we are in turmoil and our life seems like it's going upside down, that God is not sitting over in the corner somewhere asleep? He's not on a vacation or anything. He knows exactly what's going on. And all he's wanting us to do, amen, is run up to him, amen, and get down on our knees and say, Lord, I need you at this time. Amen. Not that he don't already know that. But see, it's kind of like this. If we got problems in our life, yeah. the Lord expects us to do a little something about it. Yeah. Every once in a while, speak to that mountain, and the mountain will be cast over into the sea. Well, every once in a while, the Lord needs us to go get our shovel and start digging a little bit, and He'll see that we're really honest and serious about this issue that's in our life, and He'll see us over there digging and toiling and sweating away, that He'll step in, amen, and He'll miraculously move that. Yeah. How many of you ever seen that done in your life? Obstacles that have come your way. And through the earnesty of prayer, amen, or maybe even doing some fasting, or maybe even getting down on your knees at night and pleading with God, God save my family. Lord, God save my kids. Save my mama. Save my daddy. Do this. Do that. Lord, save me. Amen. I tell you, these people in this world that are lost as a ball in high weeds and they don't even know it. Amen. Because they've got something on the inside that just makes them feel real good. They've been led astray. 
Those people need to be told the truth. Amen. Amen. Getting to heaven ain't a lifestyle. It ain't something you walk over on Sunday morning and put your Jesus jacket on. Amen. And on Sunday night you hang your jacket back in the closet and you put your worldly back jacket back on on Monday morning. Living for God is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 365 days a year. That's living for God. And before that, I didn't have no interest and no desire to do that. Amen. But the Bible said that the Lord would come down on the inside of us and he said he would make a brand new creature out of us. And he said them old things, which is what? That old life. That old way. Them old habits that we used to have. He said all those things are put in the past. He said he'd forget all that. He said he'd forgive that. Throw it in the sea of forgiveness, far as the east is from the west, yep. never to be remembered anymore. He can't hold that accountable to us yeah, anymore. Yeah. And he said, after that, everything else is new. Thank a you, brand man. new. Thank you, brand man. new. Just a clean slate. Yeah. But when we get down into life, and the first person to come along is that old devil. Yeah. Boy, you just messed up today. Yeah. 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 Boy, I tell you what, I, I, you wait till you get to work on Monday. They're just going to laugh at you. They're going to make fun of you because you're serving Jesus now. The devil is a defeated foe. Yeah, that's right. He's already done. Yeah. And you know why he's working overtime, triple time, and double time right now? Because he knows his days are short. He knows they're about over with. And he's going to be sitting at that table every day when you get up. And you know all you can do, or all he can do rather, and and I'm going to speak for my life. I can't speak for yours. But I'm going to tell you, at my table, all the devil's going to have to do is sit back and watch me eat. Because he's not going to get a foothold in my life. He's not. And you know, I, I use this kind of as an illustration the other night. As we sit around that table, I could pick up that plate and kind of throw it back in his face just a little bit, Brother Tom. I could say, uh, Devil, would you pass me a plate of joy, please? Would you pass me a plate of that uh, meekness, please? Would you pass me a plate, amen, of, of rest and peace in my life? How can you do that when I've turned your life upside down? Well, let me tell you something. My life and my joy and my happiness don't come from my circumstances. It comes from God. Amen. Amen. The joy that I have comes from God. It ain't. It don't come uh, whether my bank account's full or half empty or empty. It don't come whether I'm laying on my deathbed or sick and afflicted in this world. The Bible said we live in this world. We're going to have to deal with the things of this world. Amen. But it also says even though we live in this world, I'm not of this world. Amen. My heart is belonging to another place. But while we're here, there's going to be things come along because of that old adversary. And while we're sitting around the God's table, that old devil's sitting there every time the bell rings. And all he's trying to do is get his foothold into somebody's life to just come down and destroy them. That's what he wants to do. How many of you right now know somebody at one time in their life they was on fire for God? Where are they at tonight? 
sitting at home on the couch, doing their thing, wherever that may be. Why is that? Because they have let the devil, they have let their guard down. And they have let him creep into their life. And they have let him just turn their house inside out. But you know what will get him out of there? Jesus. Jesus will. But you know, I can't walk up to that individual. I've got several right here on just on the tip of my tongue right now. I can't walk up to them, Brother Tommy, and beat them over the head and tell them how goofy they are. Yeah. I can't walk up to them and tell them how stupid they are for letting the devil do that to them. Right. But you know what I can do? Come right up here and say, Lord, I need you to visit those individuals tonight. Walk right into their bedroom. Yeah. Yeah. Like old Brother Coy said uh, there the other night, it's kind of funny, but it's kind of the truth. I hope they pee to bed. Yeah. Make their cover short. When they pull it up to their neck, their feet hang out. Yeah. Or if they put it back down to their feet, maybe their neck comes unexposed. You know the Lord can do that. How do you Amen. know that? Because he's done it to me. Amen. He's made me so restless I didn't sleep a week yeah. at night. And why did he do that? Because he was trying to get me to wake up and realize yep. that he's trying to tell me something. Amen. I know when he was calling me to preach, that's the last thing I wanted to do. I was unqualified. It's not about me. It never has been. But you know what? Until I made and surrendered to that call, he tore my world upside down yeah. inside of me. Not that not anybody would know it. I could walk up to anybody in town. They'd never know nothing was wrong. But on the inside of me, God was eating me up. Yeah. Because he had a purpose. And let me tell you something here tonight. If you're living and breathing right now, you are not a useless individual. God has a purpose for your life. I don't care if it's pushing the vacuum cleaner from the door to the pulpit. Amen. Whatever you do for the Lord, the Bible said do it wholeheartedly. If it's ringing the bell, unlocking the church doors, being the janitor, whatever it is, mowing the yard, do it with all your might because that is something that the Lord has called you to do. The Bible talks about the body being fitly tied together. We need the hands, the arms. We need the ears, the noses. We need the mouth. We need all the parts. Amen. I don't even belong to this church, but I belong to the church. Amen. I may not belong to this body, but the the Lord needs every person sitting here tonight. And the ones that aren't here because they're sick and afflicted, the Lord needs them as well. There is no useless people on the planet right now. The people that are still alive, God has a purpose and a use for their life. Amen. And it's up to us to surrender over to that calling, whatever it may be. Amen. And, but, but when we're sitting at that table and the Lord brings the food and sets it there, I will not walk up and leave hungry. Uh, yeah. You know, if I walk into a restaurant, Brother Tommy, let's just say we go eat after church and I leave hungry, that's my fault. It ain't because the menu was half closed down. It's just because I was a big tightwad and didn't want to buy more food. Yep. Or I didn't want to eat no more. But see, I can be full. I can leave tonight Amen. full. Amen. Out of God's yeah. pantry. The, the table is full. Yeah, thank you, Lord. What's that old song says, come and dine, the master calleth? Yep. Come and dine. Yeah. What else do you say? You can feast at Jesus' table all the time. Yeah. He who fed the multitudes and done what? Turned the water into wine. To the hungry calleth now, come and die. Who's the hungry? Well, it's some of them, they're lost. 
they're wanting something in their life. There's a big old hole in their heart right here, and the only person going to fit that is God. But yet they're trying to fill that hole with alcohol and drugs and everything else under the sun. Amen. But the only person going to fit there is Jesus Christ. Amen. They're having a hard time finding that. And the devil has got, the Bible said that the devil has blinded the eyes, amen, of the people of this world. He's got them off over here in left field somewhere. He's trying to keep their mind off of God. He wants them to stay away from the house of God. He wants them to not even get close to a preacher or a man of God. He does not want them to know anything about God because the longer he can keep them out there, the longer he can keep them lost. Amen. And one day suck them into a place called hell. Yeah. Yeah. But they're out there. And yet they still church people doing the same thing. I know where my help comes from. It comes from the Lord. Amen. What did, what did the writer say? Old David said, I will look unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help comes from him. Amen. Amen. My help comes from Him. When I get a little bit weary in this world, I can look up to that old cross sitting right there. Amen. And I can see that the Lord Jesus Christ loves me. He loves me so much He died for me. Amen. And He cares for me. He is the good shepherd. Amen. He's looking after my well-being. But that old devil sometimes comes and all he wants to do is just plant a seed. He just wants to plant a seed in our mind. And get you distracted. But let me tell you something as we close. Don't let him do that. And good old, I'm from Greenback, just don't let him in. Don't let him do that. What did Jesus say? Hit him back with the word. You know when the devil took him up on the mountain, Jesus was 40 days into a fast right there. You know he was hungry. He knew probably he was thirsty and maybe he was yet maybe even a little bit weary and tired. There's something that the Bible wants us to understand about Christ. Yes, he was all God, but yet he was all man. He still felt hunger. He still felt weariness. He still felt uh, thirst. He still felt all the things that we feel in our body. You know why he did that? So that when we come to him with our problems, he knows exactly what we're talking about. He knows what it's like to be rejected. He knows what it's like to be uh, an outcast. He knows what it's like to have somebody on your tail all the time trying to kill you. Because ever since the day he was born in that old stables over there in Bethlehem, they've been somebody after to kill him the whole entire time that he walked on this earth. He was after, somebody was after him at all times. So he knows what it's like. And the devil would like nothing more than to kill you. Right. He, he, he definitely wants to get rid of the preachers. Because he don't like what we do. And any way he can throw a rock or throw a stumbling block in front of us, he's going to do that. But you know what? There's a verse in the Bible that talks about this, and I believe with all my heart. Your pastor keeps you up to speed on it. But the Bible said this. There's a scripture in the Bible that says we're not weird or we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. That's right. And why are we not ignorant of the devil's devices? Well, we've got a whole book sitting here of 
all the things he's tried and failed. But yet we've also got a whole book of things where he's tried and succeeded. All kinds of people in here. He tried something, but yet they were so close to God, they just it just didn't get anywhere. Maybe they had a season in their life. One of the guys preached on Jonah the other night, or mentioned Jonah at the at the revival, how that the Lord was calling him to do something, but he was going to be a little bit hard-headed about it. Yeah. And he went the opposite direction that the Lord wanted him to go. But he ended up spending a few nights in what he thought was even hell. Yeah, right. He thought he might have been in hell. But really he was in the belly of, well, in that story it calls it a great fish, but later on down in the Bible he talks about as Jonah was in the belly of the whale. But he spent three nights there. But if you'll notice something about Jonah, when that old whale got done with him and spit him up on the bank, he didn't argue about nothing. The Bible said that he ran. He ran to Nineveh. And he was more than happy to tell them about what the Lord said. Amen. Amen. How many of you have been in that shape? I've been more than happy. Lord, just... Give me one more chance. Hey, if you put me in that direction, I'm going to hit it 200 mile an hour. I'm going to blow the doors off the hinges when I walk in there because you give me something to say. See, but we get a little bit hesitant and our faith gets a little bit weak. And why does it do that? Because you're facing the same adversary that I do. We're facing the same adversary that tempted Christ on the mountain. With everything that Jesus already owned. I don't know what he was planning on gaining there. He already owned everything he was trying to tempt him with. The Bible said he owns the cattle of a thousand hills. That's everything above, below, all of it. Amen. So tonight, I don't do you guys do an altar call with music and stuff? If somebody wants to come get a song of invitation. Please don't leave defeated. That's right. That's right. Please don't leave the same way you walked in. If your kids are lost and you get earnest with God, there's a scripture in the Bible, I don't know all of what it says, but it says if I stay true and serve God that he would save my household. That was a promise that he gave, but you notice he put in front of that promise, I've got to stay true to God. I've got to stay earnest with God. God's the best banker you'll ever know. He's a real good car salesman. You know, every major purchase me and my wife's made, God's always provided that. There was a time, I'll say this, there's a time when we had some things and Dan was going to school and we was paying a whole lot of money on fuel and all this and that and the other. And so we got down and we asked the Lord about it. And we had several, had some vehicles, had a camper, had all kinds of stuff. And we just both felt like the Lord said to just make that stuff ready. And buddy, I'm telling you, that camper and that truck never looked so good. I cleaned and shined. I mean, I detailed that thing out just like it was brand new. But you know that the, we put that stuff, that was when I guess Craigslist was just coming out. And I'm saying all this to show you how the hand of God works. 
But we put that stuff on Craigslist, and I tell you, I had people fighting over a little old, uh, it was a little old, I called it my little beater farm truck, is a little Ford Carrier. Anybody ever seen a Ford Carrier? The fender wells rusted plumb out of it. It run like a top, though. Had people fighting over that thing, Greg. And I want to tell you, we put that stuff on the Craigslist about 5 o'clock in the evening or so like that. By 7 o'clock, everything was gone. Sold. And the Lord let us have another vehicle, a new car, and, and the payment of the car plus the fuel bill wasn't nowhere near what we was paying in the beginning. But see, that's what you get when you just let the Lord Ask you. consult yes. you. Amen. If you need something in your life, consult God about it first. Yes. Preacher said over to church this morning, I don't care if you stumped your big toe or if you slammed your finger in the car door. It's not too small for God. Yes. A lot of times we get this hesitation say, well, my problem's not big enough to God. Well, if he can see every sparrow that falls, if he has the hair of your heads numbered, if the sands of the sea have a number, if the stars in heaven are all named, then he must take a little bit of pride in the little things. And so here tonight, here tonight, I tell you, nothing's too small to bother God. That's what he's there for. Amen. He loves his children. I don't care what it is. When them two youngins of mine walk up, I'll move heaven and earth if I need to to get them an ice cream. Or a candy bar, whatever it is. It's something so small, but yet something so big as well. Nothing's too hard for God. Amen. Nothing's too hard for God. I don't care what it is. Nothing. It's too hard for God. The person living inside of me is bigger than any problem I'll ever face. He's greater. He's greater. I don't care what the devil says. Jesus is bigger than he is. Amen. He's bigger than he is. So tonight as they sing, please don't leave defeated. Please don't walk out that door the That's same right. way you come in. If you got lost kids and family and workers and, and, and anybody else that you know that needs Jesus, or if you got people right now that you know, amen, that are sitting at the house right now, once on fire for God, better come up here and leave them here. Come up here and leave them here. If you got problems in your life, remember what I said, the Lord's a good banker. He's a good physician. He's a good consultant. Amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. He'll help you. Amen. If you'll just put your trust in Him. That's a very hard thing to do, ain't it? It's hard to just turn stuff loose because as men, we feel like we've got to be in control of everything. But it's hard to just turn loose and just give it over to God. It's hard to do that. So tonight as they sing that, whatever they got picked out to sing. Really? If you need the Lord tonight for anything, I know where He's at. He's only a whisper away.